Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 153. I'm Todd, this is AJ. And we're back. Hey, man. It's an important day today. Okay. You'll I'll... know in a little bit. All right. Well, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to know, too. Big day in history. <coughs> <coughs> of course, I start coughing. <laughs> hey, what's Real Talk? You probably know. It's an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. Primarily using anonymous questions asked by you. Questions you may feel uncomfortable asking your pastor, your church friends. Maybe you just don't have anyone to ask. You can use the link right here. Well, it won't be a link, but it'll tell you what the link is. at w And somewhere in the description of this video and or podcast at www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. www.theremnant.life slash real dash talk. And the real in that is R-E-A-L. Hey. Click it. Go down and submit a question. That's the link. So, yeah, that's it. Yeah, man. I suppose it's fair to warn everyone that I am on medication. <laughs> so those of you that have listened and long-term listeners know that my doctor thinks I'm a drug addict. That's true. Or no, he does not. That's wrong. Oh, uh, he does well, not think I'm a drug addict. He thinks I'm a drug he, dealer. He, he was <laughs> because, uh, but somehow they still, I didn't go in there because mm -hmm. I didn't have time, did call in a muscle relaxer for me without me going in. I guess those don't cost as much on the market. That's right. Yeah, um, yeah, man. Black, black market value, not as high. <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. So, uh, in case anyone wonders if I'm being weird for real, I'm being serious right now because mm -hmm. that moment we had a minute ago was part of it, where I was a like, um, It makes you a little. I don't like medication, despite what people think. Mm -hmm. But uh, tweaked my back again. If you're a long-term listener, you know that this is a, an occurrence that happens once, twice a year. A little early this year. Uh, just got into February. Actually, it happened at the end of January, technically. Yeah, man. So I played basketball, hurt myself. Actually, that was a rough day for me. I got bashed in the face. My nose got cut. I was bleeding. Um, and then my elbow got smashed. And then my back. <laughs> it was a rough one. Yeah. Man. Two of so, those came right after one another. Literally. One literally after one after the other. The other. <laughs> yeah. So if uh, I, in all serious facts, weird, it's because of that. I am in a lot of pain. But yeah. praise God, been been working and pushing things and stretching and being in agonizing pain. I was telling the guys, telling you guys before we started that I was literally sweating today just from walking around because, and I couldn't figure it out until I realized it, it hurts so bad That's that right. I, it takes a lot of effort to walk and stuff. Bodies haven't worked extra My hard. My hips are like looking weird. It's just a strange time. I went to the chiropractor. I've done everything I can do. So we'll just see what happens. Yeah, man. I'm definitely praying for you because yeah, I don't want do. you to be in the pain, man. It's oh, it's, you got, yeah, you saw, you guys have seen it at its worst, man. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very thankful you know, I'm trying to live out of the message, right? Be thankful. I'm thankful because it's not as bad as the time it felt like someone shot me in the back. You remember that? Was that, that was, last that was, year, year before? Might have been year before. So, but yeah, it was a scary time. I was, I was worried, sick actually. I was worried sick. Yeah, I mean, I thought I was going back to the the real old days. So it was. Don't want to spend too much time on that, but I did want to say it in case I'm slurring or anything weird. I, I don't think that'll happen, but I don't think so. This is real talk. We tell the truth. That's right, man. So. Yeah, I definitely welcome you guys' prayers that I can recover quick. Absolutely. Pray for the, the man. I'm in the midst of my uh, my weight loss challenge here. That's right, man. Got to keep moving. World. Proven to the entire world. That I can, and I will. <laughs> anyway, that's it. We got a lot of great questions this week. I'm genuinely excited about it. Yeah, man. Me too. Um, so I don't know. You guys, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. I... Uh, the big news I was talking about mm -hmm. was yes, I have no idea was that Tom Brady retired. Oh yes, yeah, man, that's a big deal for real. It is, man. You know, it was funny because there was some speculation that came out. You know, they they kind of reported it ahead of time when it wasn't official yet, and and then I was the company wouldn't. Me too, man. I was really hoping he'd come back, but then you know he came out today himself and said that he was retiring. Game over. It's a weird thing, man. You know, me personally, growing up in sports. You know, a lot of a lot of, you know, sports playing them and then watching them kind of shaped a lot of my interest and like, you know, a lot of my mindsets and stuff. So like, seeing a guy like Tom Brady who's been playing, you know, tw he played twenty two years, man, twenty two seasons. Having a guy like that, you're just so used to having him around. Mm -hmm. We kind of briefly discussed it before the show. Like, yeah, you're so used Part to having him around. Man. Yes, and like, it's so weird that he will not be playing anymore. So like. You have a guy like, you know, you have like a Brett Favre leave and you have dude, a Peyton Manning. My childhood is when he came. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, dude. And like, now he's, he's gone. Then you have like a Peyton leave and you have Tom. And it's like, 
it's dwindling. And it's interesting because it made me think about even more than just sports, but even just like life. Mm. So like what you're used to seeing, it's all dwindling. <laughs> so like people are getting Sorry, older, even like actors. Yeah, I've had that thought mm-hmm. about actors. Yes, actors, athletes. You know Jim Carrey just turned 60? He's 60? 60 years old. Good golly, Speaking man. of that, yeah. it's cr- It's so creepy, man. Time just flies by. Mm-hmm. And then, and it's funny because it always works its way around to myself. So, like, I'll be sitting there going, like, man, I can't believe. So, like, okay, Tom Brady's retiring. So, like, man, he's 44. And I go, well, I'm 27. I'm like, what? <laughs> so, it, it always works its way around to me. So, big news, man. The, the greatest of all time, retiring. So. I wonder if it's going to be tough for them. He's been playing in the NFL for half his life. Half of it. Literally half his life. Gosh, man. Well, you're the other one. You uh, told me that a lot of those guys struggle with that because oh, it is yes, they do. Life. A lot of them kill themselves, man. It's actually really sad. I mean, uh, a lot meaning like percentage wise compared to the rest of the population. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, think about it, man. You go from having, you know, what, 50,000, I don't know how many screaming fans cheering your name, wearing mm-hmm. your jersey. Not just that. And I don't even think that's the main thing, if you ask me. The brotherhood that you have. Yep. The um, I'll tell you the other thing. These the, God, see, this is where I was worried. The structure you have structure in your life in the NFL. Yeah, it's very structured. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cyclical seasons, and you, you imagine like half your life you're in a certain routine. That's okay, right, man. I've got this many months to do this. Okay, now once I'm in season, I do this. I go get up at this time. I go to bed at this time. I eat at this time. Like now, what? What do you do? And That's he right, mentioned man. that in this thing. He goes, you know, I've got, I've got, I don't know. I thought this is so funny about this stuff. He made a very interesting statement. I don't know if you caught this. Did no, you read it? I didn't read through all of it, no. Yeah, it was, he made a long one. So it was at the end, and he said, I don't know if he said someone at, you know, people have asked what I'm going to do or what am I going to do on my day-to-day. He goes, I don't know. I'm just going to take it day by day. Man, dude. It's got to be scary. So in me, there was some real in that of like, man, I don't know what life's going to be like. You know, It makes I mean? you feel for those guys. Yeah. Way, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. And we talked about, too, in the NFL, he's old, but he's not old in life. No, he's man. still a young He's man. only 44 years old. Yeah. He's actually – this is strange. Now, everybody hearing this, don't get too upset by this. And I know it's obviously different for different reasons. But speaking on the fact that it's very structured, regimented, and uh, there's a brotherhood, this is the same things that happen to people – who were in the military that mostly that saw combat and and there are people who didn't see combat that are over here that are still messed up by that because they had everything was planned out everything you again it goes back to that structure lifestyle and everything and then you have them come back over here where they they could be in their 30s they could be in their 20s and they're just sitting there and they're going what do i do now all i know how to do is kill people and Mm -hmm. work on maybe trucks or some of them only know how to work on uh, yeah man it's crazy fighter planes and they have to learn how to accu- acclimate back into society yeah back into normal life mm-hmm. you're right and they, they experience the same problem where it's just like i why am i what's going on mm-hmm. makes you wonder if like there's more validity to like back in the day like back in the day meaning like medieval times and things like that where knights really just knights warriors like they were what most of the armies were farmers and stuff, but actually yeah. trained warriors and knights, like they were that that was their whole life's purpose. Yeah, that man. was their job. Even it's interesting. It kind of it, it I, I like the the comparison because it makes me think because like back then I think people's lifespans were way, way shorter. So like they the warriors back then, you know, they would train most of their lives for something that would only last a, a, you know, they wouldn't last much of their lives. And it's interesting when I think of like an athlete professional athlete now it's interesting that they train so hard from being from as a kid you go from being a kid and you grow up into high school into college into you know adulthood and you train for this one thing um and this one thing lasts realistically a quarter to maybe half your life and then it's over done and that's so that's so like when you put it in that way like it's it's scary you know that's what you know the person who popped in my mind immediately was like you know junior Seau. Well, that was that was a guy who was a very successful football player who not long after retirement took his own life, man. And it's like what you said, like I mean, these guys, I mean, this was their entire livelihoods. This was everything they did, and it only lasts so little of their lives. You know, a lot of them don't have a plan after. It's just it's crazy, right? You know, it makes me even think of like guys who who were successful and then and then lost it. They you know whether that was you know they 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 get 
booted out of the league or nobody wanted them to play anymore, you know, and then they, they lose their money too. You know, like mm. a Vince Young, for example, a mm. guy who was on top of the world and then suddenly he is now, you know, bankrupt. You know, it's like, man, like what do those guys do? Like it's got to be such a surreal feeling, man. Like funny enough, you know, when you, <laughs> relating it back to even just like Christianity, it reminds me of – uh um, oh gosh, what's the book, man? Hmm. Futile. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know, I can't think of it right now either. Ecclesiastes? Yes, Ecclesi- it reminds me of even like the idea of Ecclesiastes, man, how it's all futile. It's all just, I don't know, man. It's it's all temporary. And like these guys, man, it's just, oh, hmm. you know. It makes me it makes me sad for them that they work so hard for something that only lasts so little of their life, because if you're not rooted in something like God, what do you have? You know, because you know you've made the argument so many times, Todd. Like, like you've talked about like one of the most impactful things I've heard you talk about is how like famous people like kill themselves all the time. Like people who are yeah, famous and have all money and have everything, they they take their lives, man. And it's similar in the fact of like, you know. It's all gone now. Now what? And, like, a lot of them don't have a plan. And a lot of them don't know God. And mm. it's just like, dude, mm. you can have everything you ever wanted and it lasts so little. And now you're faced with the rest of your life and you don't know what to do with it. And it's like, man. It kind of makes me wonder, like, and this, I guess maybe this is part of, like, you asked me how I'm doing. It's making me think. It's relating it back to how I'm doing. Is like, I guess it, it makes me think about, like my life, and I know there's been times in my life where I've I've thought like, man, I just I wish I could be those guys. I wish I could have like, oh man, like when I was a kid, I wanted to play baseball, for example. Well, you know, man, I if I could have just been a baseball player and have all the money and play a sport as a, as a career and all this stuff, like it kind of makes me appreciate where I'm at because some people just aren't made for that, man. And I don't know, it makes me feel like where I'm at now is, is kind of where I'm meant to be because it's funny how we can tend to, you know, a guy like Tom, for example, maybe he would have rather had a life like mine because of what he's gone through and what he's facing now. So I don't know, man, it's just, it's making me think <laughs> I'm in a very contemplative mood, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I, get it. <laughs> I do. I get it. For yeah. sure. Cause those guys, man, like it's just, what do you do after that? Because people who people like us, right? The the normal quote normal people, like we have, our our lives are full of possibilities and like moments. And I'm not saying they don't have those, but like, man, they they've taken so much of their life and dedicated to a single thing that now that it's over and there's so much life left to live, man, it's it's got to feel insane. Mm. Like, I don't know, man. Purpose, man. Yes. What do you do when you remove someone's sole purpose? You know what happens. Yeah. It's a big so, part of it. So, so I, I guess, yeah, man. So I guess I'm just kind of in a contemplative place of thinking like, man, like it just, in my, it, it brings me back to a place of like, what is life? Mm. <laughs> like what, what do we do with it? And like, you know, what do you make of it? And like, mm. I don't know, man, it's just wild to me. So when you, you know, some people might go, well, it's not even a big deal that Tom Brady retired. But like when you think of it in that that way it's like it's huge what does that guy do now i don't know at least he's a guy that you know he like he mentioned as well that he's got businesses that he started these three Mm. businesses he got this clothing brand called brady that's pretty cool um that he's actually signing college athletes he started this year you know how they can do those nils now or whatever Mm -hmm. so well that's cool man that does give me hope yeah but anyway thanks for sharing that man i think it, it those moments when people like that same thing when kobe passed away these these iconic kind of figures man it makes you it does affect us because they become a part of our lives in a way right yeah they, man they become kind of like a gosh darn i can't uh, a monument national monument you know just something that's always been a part of that's your life. so true man that's a good so, way to put that i like that and they build them up so much so hey good mm-hmm. luck tom thanks for yeah memories, man for buddy. real even though there are many many times i couldn't stand your team but i began to respect <laughs> and appreciate him at the end because i knew i was watching greatness yeah dude best quarterback of all time can't best. deny it he's You're right goat. dude fun turn how you doing man um, I'm in a very interesting place, I would say, overall. We've gone on the journey of adversity is here, and he, he, he doesn't like me. So I've, I've had a uh, 
I've been thinking about a lot of things. I, I guess I went into going, I'm going to be confident and took it the wrong way. And then it's definitely affected a lot of my personal relationships. And I also, it's almost like in my life, I expected things to be easy. I expected this part of life where I'm going, okay, I, I need to actually like, not just stay on the wayside. Like I need to actually start going. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna walk. You're gonna go do this. You're gonna go stand over here. You're gonna actually stand up for what you believe in. Because, frankly, either you do randomly or you don't, or you you don't actually care. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna go do this now, whether you you feel like you care in the moment or not. Where you're gonna do all this. And I, I guess I I thought I was like, you don't know what I'm gonna. It goes back to that idea of like the self help. Like I looked at all this stuff and I'm like, ah, this is gonna be easy. And then it wasn't. And now we're back here, and then um, I guess it, that's just been interesting. Um, definitely been in this weird place of not like my brain is saying I'm overwhelmed, but I'm also it. ADD is very interesting because I can also detach myself from myself, and I I look at myself and I go detach myself from you, myself. <laughs> yeah, but you're not overwhelmed. <laughs> and my brain's like we're overwhelmed. We are very overwhelmed, and yeah. I'm just going, no, you're not. What are you doing? So there's this nice little strangely calm side of me going, what? And then there's the other side of me going, freak out. Hit the hit the red freak button. Freak out. Hit the red button. Yeah. Um, so I guess there's been a lot of that. Um, added responsibilities at work. And like it, it goes back to people see potential. And I have such a low view of myself. I struggle to accept Hmm. people's potential that they see or even what God says I'm supposed to be hmm. or I what I that. am. Not even what I'm supposed to be. I accept that I would, I'm supposed to be this, but I'll never be this rather than accepting that God, yes, he's still changing me, but He's. I don't ever accept the fact of what he says I am. And it goes back to that. That Why goes not? back Um, a lot of just... Um, I don't feel like I do good enough or I'm not doing enough mm. or I have my own stuff that I hold on to where I get upset and then I try to fight it by myself rather than walking it out with people because I, either it's a trust issue or I justify things and I naturally put up my walls when I shouldn't. Um, and then I feel bad about that because I hurt people. And once mm. I hurt people, I, I tend to beat myself up because I'm like, ah, gosh, dang it. Like, that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. And then I beat myself up a lot for that. Mm. Or or if I fail, I think I have a big uh, perfection complex that I haven't been willing to realize. It's why I don't want to ever take the step because the second I take the step, I, I will either know that I was capable of doing it or that I was never capable of doing it. And I like to live in this false reality mm. that I've been capable of doing it before this whole time because it's easier to be delusional over here in the corner than accept reality that I have no idea what I'm doing. And it's, it's going back to, we've had this conversation before, definitely Todd, me and AJ, but it's, it's almost confronting the know-it-all mentality. And like, it's actually, this is the reason I feel overwhelmed at all is because I have to, I am forced to now face this persona that I've created, that I am a know-it-all and I know what I'm doing when the truth is I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and I now that I'm being forced to face that, I feel overwhelming anxiety because I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, and instead of asking for help because I'm prideful, right, I don't say anything. Mm. And I either justify because I say, oh, I'm awkward or X, Y, Z. Like I, I, I justify a lot for myself. Or I say, oh, you have to be the strong one, which it doesn't make sense and it's very dumb at the end of the day because that doesn't actually solve anything Mm. um because you can't carry everything alone and in fact by even saying that i have to be the strong one i'm doubting jesus's character at all because he would yes he's going to give me weight in any way shape or form that's going to happen you're going to have weight in your life but he's also going to be like why are you freaking out so much like don't you know you've won that's really good man so what do you do with that um because you said i've talked about it before so what is what's the action step here to to you know, you're not going to fix everything in these kind of journeys. And what's the, I guess the best way to put it is what, what's your next step? Um, throwing, uh, throwing down the walls. Yeah, but how, okay, that's what you want to do. But what's the tangible yeah, way to do that? Yeah. 
Um, the tangible way is to actually talk to people. Okay, yeah, what does that mean? So either asking questions about things that have things on. Not How are you going to make yourself do that? Do that? Um, when you've already said, hey, you know what? I've recognized it in the, it's in the past. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm facing it now in a very real way, which I believe you. I believe all I think it's really transparent what you're sharing. Um, just trying to help you process, okay, how am I going to do that? Because Either, I'm sure you've had that thought before, right? Like, I should ask people, but you don't. Right. So how are you um, going to do it now? Um, I think in certain instances, if it's something I'm upset about and it's going to go down a dark path, one, mm -hmm. I either need to set up a meeting with that person immediately because mm -hmm. that's going to force me to meet with them. It's going yes. to force me to do that. Okay, but how that, does but that also, part... Sorry, let me cut you off, but I'm trying. I want to make sure everybody doesn't get confused because we were talking first about kind of confidence and not knowing stuff, and now we're talking about your frustration with people. I think which that, I th that ties know. in too because I don't ever, I don't want to rock the boat, so I don't want to ask questions and then have it be a wrong question, then I get in trouble. But I also don't want to share my opinions because if I share my mm -hmm. opinions, whether they're delusional or not, right? I don't want to share that necessarily. But that's not always true because sometimes I'm just downright blunt and terrible. But it, it, it goes more hand in hand. I, I think for the questions part of it, I just, one, I need to write down all my thoughts. I think, well, slow, slow down, sorry, because I, I think what you're saying is really good. I think it is really good and transparent. And mm -hmm. I think that there's a lot here for people to process with. What I'm noticing, I don't know if you noticed this, when I started asking questions, you started speeding up and then kind of going all over. As though almost I was judging you. When the reality is, I think what you're saying and a lot of people are walking out, I think it's kind of, you brought it up. I don't want to do the thing where I just let you say it all and then we move on because then that would be implying that you know what to do when you don't. When you we oh, just said you did. Back, which is right? in the admittance of he doesn't. So that gotcha. being said, let me ask this. And the question is, you know, what is that step? Hmm. And it maybe, maybe that's a trick question because I'm not implying that like, maybe it's just like, I'm going to do it now. You know, I'm just going to. I'm going to admit, maybe this is the first step to really admit that, but I think I've heard you say that before. So I guess maybe a better question is, why do you think it keeps, so you, you see that, right? Like, I have a tendency to believe I'm a perfectionist. I have to know the answers and when I don't know. Mm -hmm. You recognize it, because we have had good talks about it, and then right. you're like, I'm not going to do it, and then you slide back into that. Why do you think that happens? Oh, what is this saying? It's a, uh... oh, what's the saying? It's something is bliss. Ignorance. Ignorance, is, yeah. Ignorance is bliss. Makes sense. I think I am... Maybe this will make sense. Yeah. I Everything you say makes sense. I'm just asking. Yeah. This is where people will accuse me of being hyper-spiritualized. I already know, but it is what it is. I'm in no shadow of a doubt stupid in the fact that I understand that this is pro this has been the next step for a little while. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I haven't been growing, but again, like even through other talks, this is like it now mm -hmm. it's like Jesus, like, okay, now it's buck up or shut up. Like we you need to do this because you can't get to the next level if you don't start working on this little thing right here. Because this is in the grand scheme of things, Clint, you got a lot going on. But it's almost like I am afraid of what will happen if I mm -hmm. want it's that idea of once I once you, don't you know when you level up the boss gets bigger. Yeah. Like Andy Mino says, that is, I think there is a fear with that because I also am not stupid in the fact that I know it comes with responsibility. Mm -hmm. I know the second that this, I guess there's a sense in me that there's almost a second, like I know that if you start to change in this, there is responsibility that will come. And you don't necessarily want that responsibility. Is yeah. There's yeah. The, well, there's the laziness. I'm that's a very really lazy, lazy human being, but that, but that's also not true. I'm just afraid of it at the end of the day. Mm. And I, I guess that's so I, I naturally run away from it. I just go, Dad, uh, or I trick myself and I go, well, not, not really trick. I just go, well, well, I'm not, that's not me. I'm not, I'm not good enough for that. And then yeah. I run the other direction, which is not, it's still dumb. And I, and I think for the next step necessarily, I think you're right. I honestly, at the end of the day, I don't really know what that looks like. I don't know what it looks like, but I also don't like that because it also is like, there should be an answer there. I just don't know what it necessarily looks like. I, I think he kind of said it. I think sometimes, because I do the same thing. Sometimes I think we view that next step as that there has to be some elaborate, yeah, that's good, big thing. And sometimes it's just I'm just gonna do it. And I think sometimes, at least for me, I think that's not a good enough reason. Because I go, well, no one's gonna believe me if I just say I'm just gonna do gotcha. it. 
So you had to have some other, like, special way to do it. Yeah, and sometimes that's just not the case. Sometimes it's just like, hey, man, what are we going to do to move forward? I'm just going to do it. And, like, you have to. it's almost like we have to trust people around us that they're going to believe that, hey, we're going to do that. Or if we don't, they're there to help pick us up when we don't. And I think I – don't, I don't know where that stems from. It's probably, like, a, at least for me, because I have similar problems, is, like, I don't think they're going to believe me if I just say that. And so then it makes me think, like, I'm not good enough. Like, that's not a good enough of a reason. So then I have to try to come up with this big thing. And sometimes it does it, – actually, probably some, it's more a lot of the time rather than even just some of the time. I think that is uh, – that's what hinders a lot of people's steps. You know, we talk about the Kairos, you know, Kairos circle. You know, we've put it on – we've put a graphic on here before of it. Like, I think sometimes that step and that process of, like, taking that next step that actually gets you through that – into the accountability and then onward, I think we miss that a lot because we try to overcomplicate what that step looks like when sometimes yeah. it's just take a step. So maybe that'll help you instead of like, I think you do know what it looks like. It's just you think that saying, saying I'm just going to do it is not good enough, which I've, I've struggled with the same thing, so I get it. <laughs> And then there's the part of me that's like, yeah, I, do. I want something, a five-step plan. Right. And that's not necessarily what, not everything is always going to be laid out for you. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's so perfect. cool that he does lists for his sermons, because sometimes that is his guide. Well, Todd does a fantastic job of it. If you don't, if you haven't realized this, I, I, I legitimately, just to sidetrack one minute, just to tote, tote on Todd, there is something that he does in his sermons that is so different from everybody else, and it's also beautiful, because when you realize how not only good of a writer that Todd is, but also how amazing of a speaker he truly is, you will slowly start to see from the beginning to the end, he has now told a full-length story that could be a chapter book, or at least a chap, a very hearty <laughs> chapter of an amazing book, the, the Bible, and he's, he's, you've you've arrived at this this right here, and it's just a complete story. It's almost it builds to the point, and it's so good. It's just mm. that's a side note, but yeah. Well, I appreciate that. I don't know about that. I, I hope I hope it makes sense sometimes. But yeah, dude. I like what they're saying, man, and I believe in you, and I think you can, and, and I think the cool thing too to be encouraged is to go back, not blowing that over. Thank you for saying that. It's really yeah. kind because people don't usually. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you this: that I've seen change in you, man, and don't get discouraged on the journey because I like yeah. the way you described it. Because it's like if we get in this mindset that this from this discipleship, us following Jesus, is um, pass or fail based on whether we stumble, then we're missing the point, you know. Yeah. Um, stumble meaning maybe you have to keep struggling with the same thing for a while as long as you're you know you're making that effort and it sounds like you're you are um and god is reminding you and and that's cool and i've seen it and you're a way different guy for the for the good than you were when we first met Definitely. you which is part of that you know because you used to literally never admit stuff and now you're like that's not you you're much more humble so mm-hmm. i appreciate that oh yeah thank you all right. Well, hey, thank you, uh, Clint, for sharing that, man, and being vulnerable, because I hope people didn't just zone that out. There's Absolutely. a lot in there for people on their own journey. Are you one of those people, be honest, if you're listening to this podcast, are you a know-it-all? Mm. Let me tell you what a know-it-all does. First off, from a believer's standpoint, as a believer, it's arrogant. <clears throat> and you, uh, you know, there's many proverbs about it, Scripture talks about it. <clears throat> it's dangerous to always set yourself up as a know-it-all, because even then the Holy Spirit can't even teach you because you already know. So really, you're setting yourself above God in a way. Yep, it's but, good. but let's look at it from even a human perspective. People, it's called that fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. If you know everything, then you don't ever need to be taught or learn anything. So you're you're limited. You'll never really you grow. You are limited. That's and good, there's a lot of point. people out there that, this isn't you, Clint, because you just admitted A lot of people out there would rather pretend they know everything and not grow, be stuck, because you said level up. The boss, they don't want to level up. Because they can live in their own made-up world in which they know everything in their God, and That's they'd right. rather be that than actually grow. Mm. It's just a thought I had. It's good, oh, yeah, man. definitely. It's sad, and if, too. And, and yeah. if you want to be like, oh, well, I don't necessarily know what and being a know-it-all was, it was the moment where I started to speed up and then tried to find an answer when I had no idea what the answer actually was. I was just trying to find it. Which is okay if you're doing it in the, co- the context of a discussion. Yeah. Because that's just you processing. It's when you close off of like, no, this is it, right? And then you're like, what? Yep. Or you, or a lot of times, I like what you said. They don't have, you don't even have an answer. You just aren't accepting the other person's. Anyway, it's good. It's good stuff in there, guys. Go back and listen to that. Moving forward, I think we dive into questions. We got a lot of good questions today. Okay. Um, you guys good it. with that? Let's do it. Oh, yeah. All right. Number one. 
You feel heard, man. I don't want you to feel like we're blown over that. Oh no, hundred percent. That was really good. I feel heard. I, I think people naturally see my face and they go, "Oh yeah, he doesn't care about certain things." Because oh I'm no, not, I thought you cared. I'm, I a, I'm an expressive so person with emotion, but outside of that, my face is just plain Jane all the time, and it's it's got me into trouble over the years because people are like, "Is he angry?" And I'm just like, "No, nah, I'm just chilling." My life. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, I'll start out. I okay. get it, dude. Trust me. My people think that about me, too. If I'm not, like, dancing like a clown, I'm angry. I uh, uh, question number one, segue. <laughs> Anonymous questions asked by you. Thankful for that. Let's let's talk about it. The question is, I feel at my church that I'm only loved and seen at church, meaning the day of service, mm-hmm. and the rest of the week I'm forgotten, not worth a thought outside of Sunday. How do I combat this? I know it's not true. Interesting. Well, I think it's cool that you already see that it's not true because I think a lot of the time people will get stuck in the mindset like it's definitely true. People hate me. No one cares. Um, so it's cool that you're already in a place of saying, yeah, I, I definitely don't think that's true. And so now you're asking how do how do I continue that, that process of, okay, and now I know it's not true. How do I combat it? So you got to you gotta, – the first thing that came to my mind – I'm so sorry. <laughs> Was uh, pulling up for question. Um, I would say the fir- first thing that came to my mind was scripture. Like, what does the Bible say um, about church? You know, what does it say about you know your fellow brothers and sisters? You know, it says that the first thing part of my head was like they're they're going to know you for your love for one another. Um, and if you know that people love you outside of Sunday, you know if you know that and you know that the lies you're hearing are not true. I don't know. I, to me, it's Okay, how do how do I live out of God's truth? Then, if if people are going to notice my love for one another, you know, maybe evaluate what your life looks like outside of church. You know, are you giving are you giving yourself the opportunity to go have community with other believers? You know, are you are you limiting yourself by saying, "Well, I have all this stuff to do throughout the week." You know, are you putting yourself out there to have that community? Um, I think sometimes people can get caught up in life and in emotions, and they can say. Well, you know, I have a job, and then maybe you have kids. Okay, well, I have kids to take care of, or, you know, I have my wife or my husband to take care of, or whatnot. And, like, we tend to kind of, we, we have all these all this filler in between, and we don't give ourselves the opportunity to actually experience church outside of church. <laughs> um, and it's funny, man, that we can struggle with this because we we live in such an era of time where it's so easy to communicate with people. You know, I think some people could put pressure on themselves. Like, it has to be face-to-face. I, I personally would like face-to-face interaction. But there's also, there's always other ways. We have f- these machines that can literally send a text message, you know, to have in-depth conversations. Like, we have all the opportunity in the world to have community. You know, put yourself out there. I think a lot of the time we can either live in our own hurt and insecurity that people aren't going to care, that we, we just assume they don't care. So I think it's cool you've already reached a point of saying it's not true. Now it's like, okay, I think your next step is evaluating whether you actually put yourself out there to have community. Yeah, it's good. And I'm sorry you feel that way. It's a terrible feeling. I yes, felt it, it is. Before and, um, you know, you say you know. I think you, you do and you don't, right? You know in your head, in your heart, you're having a hard time believing it. And I agree with everything he said. I think one of the things that helps me sometimes tangibly too is what would it look like, maybe even writing it down on your phone as a note, what would it look like for you to feel love the rest of the week? What would make That's you good. feel that way? Define and then, and then share with people. You know, if, if it's when you write that down, if it's like, oh, if so and so would reach out to me, if someone would text me, share that. Share that in a group. Share that with some people at church that you know and you're friends with. Let them know that you're feeling this way so that they, because listen, sometimes we're just all naturally selfish. We get caught up on our own thing. The yeah. other thing is sometimes we just think we're bothering people, which isn't okay so we but that's what we do like maybe you have a lot of people that would love to see you spend time with you but they feel like they're bothering you i know i've heard Uh, that before so uh yeah just just i would encourage you to be transparent the best way to have real community genuine community is you got to take a chance and be transparent and share that and give people an opportunity to respond the other thing is i like what he said you know go be a part of things don't wait to be invited. Yeah. So meaning like when you know there might be something going on at your church, maybe there's a day where everyone's hanging out. I know at our church on Wednesdays, there's a lot of people here. There's worship yeah, practice and all these other things going on and people are just kind of hanging out. You know, just go to the church and spend time and get to have that community. Yes, you know, Invite people to your house. Yes, be proactive. Um, because maybe, I bet you someone else out there is thinking the same thing as you. So thank you for asking that question. I guarantee you're loved and thought of. That's good. Next question. It says, it's going to start with some scripture here. It says, 
After seeing in the distance a fig tree with leaves, he went to find out if there was anything on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. He said to it, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. That's Mark 11, 13 to 14. And that, that was from the HCSB version. And it says, why did Jesus command this? Was it a parable for something to come or was it something else? So without getting super deep into this and talking about fig trees and all these other things, mm-hmm. uh, I'll give you kind of overview. It's mentioned in two places. So it is Mark 11. Yep. And then I believe Matthew 21, the same story is told in the different gospels. And the timing of it, they don't contradict. People think they do. They don't. One's talking about here, the other's there. And it involves when Jesus is going back to Jerusalem, getting ready to be crucified. <sighs> First, we hear everybody's praising him, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, well, he sees the tree and he says this. And then he goes back and forth. Long story short, it doesn't immediately wither right then. They come back and they see that it's withered, okay? And also at the same time, so he sees the fig tree and then he goes and at the same time, like soon after, he drives out the money lenders that are in the temple complex that are keeping the Gentiles from worshiping, right? So figs, one little thing to know about figs real quick. Um, fig trees typically get their fruit before they get their leaves. Mm. So this one had its leaves, so the appearance from far off, they're going, oh, they're, they, I believe Matthew and Mark, some of the disciples are like, oh, we're really hungry. And like, oh, there's a healthy fig tree. We can see the leaves. Yeah. Clearly there's going to be fruit. They get up, there's no fruit. Whew. Also, a fig tree was sort of a symbol um, of, of a blessing of Jerusalem, of Israel. So what does he see? He sees a fig tree that has the appearance of being healthy, but, but has fruit. no fruit. Man. And what is he saying about Israel? What is he <laughs> saying about Jerusalem? You were chosen, God's people, right? What they've done over and over and over. And you, you have the appearance of it with all your religion, but, but you have no fruit. You've man. missed the heart. And... And also for us as Christians. So it's this, it's you gotta take it in the context. Whenever you study scripture, try to see what's happening chronologically and also um contextually, meaning like what's specifically happening. So he's getting ready to have the crucifixion, you know, he drives with the money lenders. That's another thing. Hey, you've got this temple that's dedicated to me, but you're selling things in it. Man, dude. Right? Keep which that's not even the biggest part. You're keeping out because you set it up in the Gentile district, the pe- people can't come in and worship him. And they're definitely not allowed to go deeper. So it's sort of an it's sort of a he's making a statement about Israel itself, you know, about Jerusalem, but also even for us today about this idea that, you know, you can have the appearance, scripture says, of godliness, deny its power. You can, you know, he says this over and over in his parables in other places. We talk about the sheep and the goats. We talk about the wheat and the tares, that from far away you see wheat and tares, it looks like, oh, there's big Big field of wheat. Right. No, he's going to separate those someday. Man, and dude. it's not about whether you look the part. It's about the heart and whether there's fruit from that. And the book of James says, faith without works is dead. We don't earn our salvation, but our salvation will show itself in the way we live and treat others and all that. So that makes sense? Absolutely, man. So, so awesome. That's, he, he, and it's, yeah, it's pretty, pretty powerful. So also the fact that it was considered a blessing and then it dies. He's saying, hey, so good stuff. Good question. He's speaking bold. Does that seem like it answers it? Oh, absolutely. Man. Moving on. So uh, specifically, was it a parable for something to come or was it something else? Both. The time then, but I think it's also a warning to us as believers, right? Living Christians, words, air quotes here, who who claim they're believers, but their lives bear no fruit. You're not. You know, you can call your, I can call myself Superman, but it doesn't right. mean when I jump off a building, I'm going to fly. Nope. There has to be fruit. Okay. That's good, man. Here we go. Number two. When are we going to get our revelations? This is their revelation. Mm-hmm. When are we going to get our revelation real talk episode? I've been looking forward to that. So I actually know who asked this question because he asked me in person and put it in our database. Brandon? <laughs> huh? Norm. <laughs> so, hey, Norm, uh, listen, man, I appreciate you bringing it up, man. This is one thing that I personally have to get better at is, do, is, getting, is getting the extra, the, the mini sodas out, man. Um, you know, we will, we will have it. We will. Um, I know you guys have heard it a lot, but it's going to happen. <laughs> I know you have. I know you've heard You've heard, you've heard a lot. But listen, honestly, man, when we first saw all these Revelations questions in our database, I actually did get excited to do a, um, I got excited to do like a little mini suit over it. So it's going to happen, man. Uh, I appreciate your guys' patience because I know you guys. Listen, that's why you guys are so cool, man. You stick around for the stuff that we say. Well, and they remember do. what we say. That's which, right. So you know. I appreciate you guys, and it's going to happen. So you, you heard around. it. It's going to happen. <laughs> I, I do have something slightly encouraging, though, too, to do with. Well, I don't know. If, uh, well, I view it as encouraging. I thought it was cool. So I was on my break at work last night, 
and I was just chilling there, eating way too many calories. Um, <laughs> and I, I was kind of like just watching TikTok, and then it, it like was going in between videos, and there was like a silent moment. I heard something, and I went, wait a second. And I looked over, and I've not studied Revelation fully. I need to, but I haven't. And I looked over, and I remember hearing a few things, and I was like, huh. And there was these group of young guys, uh, if not in high school, they were just in their 20s, 18, 19, 20s. And they were talking about Revelation. They were talking about what would happen in in the rapture and just going over the Bible, just sitting there and talk about which... I, I literally looked at these guys and I was like, oh, they're just here off work or they're just chilling or shooting yeah. the bull. And no, they were actually like having almost a mini Bible study and genuinely discussing really cool. it. And it was actually super cool to see. Nice. It's cool. It's awesome. And I like that you brought something up, Clint, I was going to point out just for those out there. I used to do the same thing. It's not actually revelations. It's revelation. Thank it's you. one revelation, John's revelation. You said it right. You said revelation. Yeah, I said revelation. A lot of people say revelation. Well, it makes sense, right? He's getting all these different like things but it's actually just a little bit of info because i was made fun of when i was at christian school college for not jerks why, why do we kidding. make fun of people for the most random thing? i was learning and my new believer bible mm-hmm. uh anyway Big so it's, it's revelation but um yeah man we'll do it it's good stuff it's good stuff we're also going to do a series on that sermon series sometime which i so that's, i've been I'm saying that. that it's going to be a long one man that's part of the I, problem that's, is that it's going to have to be a long one so hmm. all righty well uh I'll oh. ask another one. Don't I worry. Sh- I don't know why you've put them all under yourself, but I'll take one. I, I was very co- not very confident myself in these. This one? I think you do. Number four. Someone says, thank you, guys. I decided not to end my life. I commented a couple of weeks ago why I live. I'm seeking professional help. Mm. Yeah, man. It's really encouraging. Like, you know, thank you so much for, for listening um, and actually taking it serious. And I, I just, you know, I, I rejoice with you. You know, I'm glad you chose life. Um, there is a purpose in all this. You know, through the pain, through the you know, through the mysterious times of not knowing what the heck's going on, like it's worth it. Um, mm. And um, you know, I thank you so much for being willing to to be so honest and being willing to put a question like that out there on a podcast that people watch. Um, you know, anybody who's listening, I hope that you can rejoice along with us that, you know, whoever you are, that you de- you decided to choose life. Um, you are loved. Um, and I, I pray that you continue to see that there is hope and there is purpose. You know, thank you so much for uh, reaching out and telling us that you decided to choose life because we get to celebrate along with you. Thank you so much. It's awesome. Good, man. So. Yeah, thank you. I'm so, so, so glad you made the right decision. Keep us updated. We'd love to know yes. how you're doing. Um, we're here for you. We love you. I mean that. We're walking this out with you. We definitely prayed for you. Uh, I think several times. I know yes. I, I, I'm pretty sure I did. And uh, I know I did. And I just want you to know you're loved and cared about and thought about you a lot. And it's just really exciting to hear that, you know, you recognize your worth because you, mm. you are worthy. That's right. Please ask questions, you know, because I know even in a time like this where you're like, man, like I've, I've decided to choose life. I know that even after that, that still brings up so many questions. And please continue to use the link mm. and like Todd said we'd love to walk it out with you and just wrestle through life and, and ask any questions you have I mean answer any questions you have <laughs> and ask <laughs> yeah yeah we'll ask you questions too <laughs> so that's awesome um let's number see two number two okay so it says another it's this is another uh uh question about uh, mark yeah. it says uh, and told them you will find a young donkey uh tied there on which no one has ever sat. That's from it's referencing Mark eleven two. It's uh, again from HTSB. It says, "The question is, I wonder why this donkey has been used. Was it a wild one or just one so young no one had ever used it?" I don't really know why the donkey hadn't been ridden. Uh, it fulfills prophecy though that had been told back it in the Old Testament, been ridden, right? Yes, yeah, um, yes. And one little cool info though about the donkey symbolism. So in the Middle East, for kings, it meant more than you think. If a, even Solomon was mentioned to have ridden a donkey at one point when he became king, if a if a king rode a chariot or a war horse in, mm-hmm. that's he's he's come for war. If a king rode a donkey, he he's coming in peace. Oh, that's to great. rule in peace. That's so dope. So the king was coming in peace. Wow, and bringing peace. And I don't know, maybe there's some symbolism in the fact that he's bringing a new piece that's never been seen. Yeah, yeah. man, that's so, so that's donkey. so cool. 
Yeah, man, it's pretty neat. Dude, the the Bible is just so incredible, man. I agree. Dang it. I agree. Um, well, how about this? We I think we have two more questions. We definitely need to answer them. I'm excited. Well done. So um, I guess you can ask them both here in a second. Okay. All right. So what is the uh, question? All right. Next one here we have says another scripture question. Y'all are bringing it with scripture. It says, why is that in the books of Matthew, and it says 26, 62 through 66, Luke 21, 66 through 71, and John 18, 19 through 24, after Jesus has been handed uh, handed over to the scribes and high priests when they question him as to whether he's the son of man, he says that that's what you say, and they arrest him for saying he's blaspheming. However, in the book of Mark, which is uh, chapter 14, 60 through 64, he's noted saying that he actually said he was like the son of man. So which is it? That happened. He did or didn't say he was no, the son of man. He did not say anything about like the son of man. What are you talking about? He has noted saying they actually say he was the son of man. So which oh my bad is is it that happened? He did or didn't say that he was the son of man to them. Well, my bad. Somehow, <laughs> somehow my my mind put like. Yeah, in I was that. like was what? Uh, anyway, it's real, real simple. It's both. If just how people remember it. So if you ask me, is your name Todd? And I go, yeah, that's what they call me. And then when they leave, AJ writes down that. Todd responded by saying, yeah, that's what they called me, or that's what they call me. And Clint wrote down, yes, I am, Todd. It's just how people remembered it. So it's the same mm. event. It actually proves it. It did happen. Um, so it's just how each of them described that moment. Mm. That's good, man. Does that make sense? Uh, okay. Yeah, just different accounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I have, what, five there? Yep. I've been thinking a lot about marriage lately. I'm not married, but I want to be someday, and I've been thinking about the role and purpose of a husband, and I find it scary. What I read says a husband is an example to his wife and kids of who God is. That's a big responsibility. I guess I want to ask you all what I've been asking myself. Can or do you all show the character of God to your kids and wives? you have them? How? What could you do better? Does your example show them Jesus? Why or why not? I tend to pull away when people hurt me. And I already do this to my girl, but I know God never pulls away from me even when I'm an idiot and pull away from him. How can mm. I better prepare – how can I get better and prepare myself? If I ever ever have kids, my daughter will look for someone like me someday, and my son uh, will be like me. So sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of getting freaked out by the weight of the call and worried maybe I shouldn't marry if I'll damage the reputation of God. Help me, bros. <laughs> Help me, bros. <laughs> I, like cool. the, I like the end of that. First of all, sorry if I sounded air, uh, angry earlier, guys. We had to go cut. I got a serious call, and then when he did the like thing, my mind was in that emergency moment of like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. So it wasn't yeah, me. Being... That was weird. I don't anyway, know how I did that. That was the question. Um, a lot to unpack. I would say, um, how do I, how do I show myself in that? Well, you know, specifically in terms of like, you know, whether that's like wife, you know, wives, husbands, like. I think I I can live a lot of my life in fear and mm. you know a fear is not a characteristic of God. So I think I can struggle at times to show to show that like example. Yeah. Um but I think what's beautiful in life is the opportunity to always come back, come back around that you know it's a new day every day, you know, it's all renewed and you always have a new opportunity to be an example of Christ. Um, so I guess, how could you do better? I think one thing that people tend to um, get scared of is is the is failing. It's mm, good over and over again the same thing. Yeah, and that's one of my that's that can be one of my things that I get uh, held up on in life is if I know that there's something I struggle with mm. and, that, and there's a weakness, I can tend to run away from it instead of dive into it. Mm. because it's hard it's hard to go through the pain of having to fail over and over again on the same thing and then that's good. That sometimes is. that the mistakes you make depending on whatever you're struggling with can also affect others and that can make it even harder but true courage is shown in when you're willing to keep diving into it um sorry so i would say how do you get better you you have to keep facing your weaknesses you can't you can't just chalk it up as a loss you have to keep trying to win. Um, let's see. Does my example show them Jesus? And I kind of answered that earlier. Like, I think I have times where I am an example of Jesus, but I also have times where I'm not. I'm, just, I'm a good example of what not to do sometimes. Um, 
And, you know, man, I don't know. I guess there's beauty in that, too. Like, people can take mistakes people made and they can learn from them, man. That's what, you know, I think that's a that's a lesson in life. Um, let's see. I'm trying to find the next question. Could you not? Mm. Some of them I don't know if you can answer. So I think... Uh, yeah, that's true. How can... I get better and prepare myself. You kind of said that, didn't you? Or did yeah, you? with like scripture and like doing what you're supposed to do, you know. And then they just said, I'm kind of getting freaked out by the weight of the call. I'm worried maybe I shouldn't marry if I'll damage the reputation of God. Mm. I think the the whole, you know, being worried about damaging the reputation of God, what's what's beautiful is God doesn't need us. <laughs> and he's not going to, you're not going to damage his reputation because you did something wrong. Um, if anything, his love is shown even more when he decides to still love us when we when we do do wrong. So I think you should do your best to take that weight off your shoulders because um, we've already tried to damage his reputation over and over again throughout history and even to this day um, with sin. We sin every day. So, you know, when it comes to marriage, you know, and feeling that weight, you know, don't put pressure on yourself that you're going to damage his reputation because he doesn't need us to show his reputation anyway. It's good, man. So that's what I think it's. All I got for that, but <clears throat> um, a lot of good questions in this in this question. Do I show God? Uh, I don't know. I, I sometimes I feel like I love these questions. I think they're really real, but I think they're hard to answer because I don't. It's like, who's gonna say yes? It's, I perfectly show. I you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess the follow up question was good. You said, "How do you?" I try to I try to do what the Bible tells me in general, you know. Do I do it perfectly? No. I think where I disagree and whether and sometimes I feel like, and I'm not saying this is this person, but people who know me kind of push at areas that they know what I say is not necessarily the most popular views mm. to get me to say it versus just straight up saying it. So like, I think you view this wrong. Okay, well that's fine. Uh, maybe you're not that person, so I'm not saying you are, but it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Marriage is one of them. So I, I'll give you my overall thing here. When you look at Ephesians 5, which is typically what everybody talks about when it comes to the Bible, I mean, when it comes to marriage in the Bible, yeah, you're, you're talking about the famous part where it says, husbands are to love their wives as Christ loves the church, right? Nobody has a problem with that. Nobody has an issue with that. Everybody would agree with that. Yeah. Wives are to submit to their husbands as to Christ. And that's when the issues come. That's when issues come. Yeah. So when I think of Jesus and how to show Jesus and how I'm supposed to act, and there's also a scary part that says that I'm supposed to... Ho- present you know you're supposed to present your wife holy and blameless before the lord okay it's a big way um yeah you know (laughs) what does it mean to be holy and blameless what is it and now don't get me wrong there's also a part in first peter that talks about deal with your wives gently you know um so your prayers aren't hindered you know all those kinds Mm. of things and i believe all of that but i definitely i think that there's been this strange thing within christian culture where it says that in order for a man to love like christ he can never say no. He can never set boundaries. He can never lead, um, make decisions and lead, even though that's what his call is. That's right, yeah. It's, uh, it's contradictive. So I feel like, man, it's hard for me to answer because I guess if I'm really honest, part of my flesh is like you're trying to set me up a little bit because mm-hmm. you want me – maybe you're not, okay, and I'm not upset. And please don't oh, – you're paranoid. No, I just – we get this kind of stuff a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um so do I show the character of God? That's such a broad question. I think that I show forgiveness and love and mercy, and I think that I show um, discussion and talking and, and helping to understand why things are this way and why things aren't. Um, mm. I always leave a way for restoration, right? I always believe that things there should always be a way for things to be made right. So even in a fight with your spouse, maybe maybe I say, okay, well, you know, if you're going to yell and scream at me, I'm going to leave for a while. Yep. I always tell them to come back. My phone's on. I'm always willing to hear and forgive and to offer all those and to offer that. And that's what Jesus does. Mm. So you said down here, I pull away. I already used my girl, but I know God never does that when I'm in any pull away from him. No, but God doesn't move either, like in a way, right? So like God doesn't move from truth. Mm. So say, for instance, if we said, hi, Jesus, I'm going to worship the devil and sacrifice children, and you're still going to, I'm still with you. Like, no, you've just redefined the terms right. to fit what you want. He's not going to clearly go, okay, well, because I love you, I'll condone that. I'll right. follow that. not going to happen. No, he'll say, I love you. Don't. He'll still be there if you ret- turn away from that. But you can't expect, you know, 
it's such a weird thing. There's always these extremes. So yes, on the one hand, we never lose Jesus. And I know I'm an extreme, right? He's never, never leaves us. No. But also he doesn't follow us into sin. Meaning even though he's with us, he doesn't like condone that. He doesn't, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So um, what could I do better? Probably be more patient and more like gentle in the sense of, no, I don't scream and yell, but I like to like, I just did it earlier. Like I shut off the mouth like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Like I just be a, I'm like a problem guy, problem solver. And when I see it, I just want to fix it. And sometimes in doing that, even though my heart isn't in a bad place, it can be hurtful or it can mm. be brash or it can be, um, you know, grating sort of, you know what I mean? Sort of like a fire. I had a friend one time, it sounds kind of corny, but he, he's a kind of a deep thinker. And he said, you're like fire. He goes, it's great when keeping everybody warm and stuff, but sometimes you burn people. Mm -hmm. right? And I think that's true. And I need to get better at that. And I'm actively always working to be better at that. And um, I'll tell you this, stop worrying so much about being a good husband and worry about being a disciple of Jesus Christ. Mm. A good husband will not, a good husband by the world's eyes or even the church's eyes will not always be a disciple of Jesus Christ, but a true disciple of Jesus Christ who's following, who's praying, who is seeking God, who is reading his word, doing those things, he will always be a good husband. Amen, man. Does that make sense? Yep. Um, but I love your heart here, you know, and, and you said my daughter will look for someone like me someday and some will be right. There, that's true. That, that is very true. And I think keeping that in the back of your mind is going to help is going to help you in those moments. Oh, yeah. Um, because it, it it reminds you of the weight. Because we do the other side of it in the world. The world's like, yeah, who cares? Get divorced. You know, hey, who cares? Yep. Treat them. Like, it's like these extremes, man. It's just so weird. Um, it's to fit. The world's always wanting to fit your your comfortability. What you want to be comfortable, that's what you deserve. And that's yeah. not true. And it says here, yeah, that's good, man. It says, does, I, I want to make sure I'm answering these questions. Does your example show them Jesus? I hope so. Hmm. I hope so. I'm sure I know there's times it doesn't. Um, but I think for me, what I try to do in life is is to point them toward Jesus in my failings by acknowledging them, by not making excuses for them, by, you know, saying, hey, I messed up. I sinned by repenting and apologizing and letting that be seen. It's really know? good, man. Because a lot of parents, I think, buy into the idea that they're supposed to pretend to their kids they never make mistakes. And all that does is create a perfectionist mentality mm. where it's, you know, and, and so I think that's, you know, do I show them Jesus? Probably not. But I try in my failings to point them back to and and to mimic, you know, model, not mimic, model repentance and, yeah. and all of that. That's really um, good, man. Uh, and by the way, I feel for you there as far as you say, uh, never pulls away from me. I mean, I pull, I pull away from people. I, I can struggle with that too, you know, depending on certain things you've grown up in or went through in life, it's like the safer thing to do. Yes. So uh, marriage is a beautiful thing. It really is. But I'll tell you this. Okay, and I'll leave it at this. Maybe, and if you want to ask this question and really ask me what I think, and you know, it can be a different topic. I don't want to like add to this question, but I'll tell you this: I would encourage you to see what the Bible says about marriage, and not even what you've been told in popular Christianity. That's not to say that everything in popular Christianity is wrong when it comes to marriage, mm. but I definitely think that modern sensibilities have caused a lot of Christians who don't know the Bible to alter what it actually is. So, pleasing your spouse, ple making your wife happy you know, means doing whatever she says, well, you've just replaced God with her. That's right, man. I don't know if that makes sense. I think it does. So, um, but marriage is beautiful. And even in the ugliness, it can be beautiful because you can model that never giving up. Entirely. Absolutely, man. So, mm -hmm. um, even though at times that, that marriages get broken, you know, and, and God hates divorce, but he puts it in there that, you know, there are times that happens and it's heartbreaking i will say i don't think we take that serious enough i don't think so either so anyway great questions today man sorry yeah, if i got all somber that wasn't my intention no man probably the I agonizing back pain that that but also man i mean it's just it's just sometimes dude i get it because like whenever you get into these kind of questions and it really makes you think about life and it really makes you think about like the true like what we really try to live out man it's not easy and it is it is heavy sometimes and like <clears throat> excuse me, like one thing I was thinking of when you were, when you were talking about all this was like, dude, like the reason why marriage is so beautiful and it's, and it's such a, a reflection of Christ and us is because of how hard it is. Mm -hmm. Like what Jesus did for us, right? Like the sacrifice, man, like 
And I think a lot of time people don't want to view marriage as that. They want to view it as like some like, ha, easy, like, you know, and it's, that's just not the case. <laughs> you know, it's beautiful in the sense of like, it's, it's hard. And the beauty comes when you're able to keep working through that. It's really good, man. So good stuff today, guys. Me, yeah, dude, I had a, I had a blast today. Me too. Fun stuff, man. Tom, if you ever watch this, we love you. Yeah. <laughs> He's a goat, Tom. TB12, keep doing your thing. He's a goat, man. Maybe I'll buy a shirt Greatest or something. of all time, not an actual goat. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, that's it, right? <laughs> keep the questions coming, guys. I absolutely yes. love them. Oh, wait, we got a last second one in here. Oh, we did. Yeah. Nice. I got to look the verse up. Ooh, a lot of scripture lately. It's pretty yeah. cool, man. Um, got to move, got to move. I think we got this question before. Okay. Um, so depending on how deep it is, we might have to hold it to next week. But I just happened to check our anonymous database at this and exact somebody moment. just sent one. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, Live in time. <laughs> at the time of this recording. Oh, 32. <laughs> I was like, man, two. I, I'm going to have to go deep into that one. So. <laughs> 32. It's saying, uh, what does Romans 11.32 mean? Okay. Um... For God has has imprisoned on um, disobedience, so they may have mercy on all. Uh, we got to look at context, and I can go into this later. So before this, he's talking about how Israel has not accepted uh, the 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 Savior, the Messiah, Jesus. And it's when Paul's in here, he's talking about that. Listen, Israel's reject rejection of God, rejection of um, the Messiah, is not final. It's not finished. And that there will be a people, remember he says that, he foretells us that there will be a, a revival in, in Israel of, of, Jew, the Jew, of Jewish people who will put their faith in Jesus Christ. So what he's trying to make, excuse me, point is he, he kind of talks to both sides. He talks to Gentiles and say, listen, you're not better than the Jewish Christians. Because, excuse me, without them and their faithfulness over the years, you would never know <laughs> Jesus. And then, But he says the same thing to the Gentiles at different times. Hey, I mean, to the Jews, like, hey, you need to quit trying to think that your religion say, you know, your ritual save you. Mm. Quit worrying about making them a Jew and understand that Christ is in all of all. And so what it's saying here, for God had imprisoned all in disobedience. Remember, look at context. He's talking about, he's kind of giving the, the I'm going to rephrase it for you. Listen, Israel's hardened, hardening, them, them being kind of turning away from God has been a blessing to you because through that, God is now able to bless the world, not just Israel. Does that make sense yeah. in a way? Yeah. So it, their their hardening is a blessing for you. I feel like he's just kind of evening the play. He's evening the field out. Yeah. That's what it so feels like. He's just explaining that all in disobedience means all the all of the the, the Jewish people that aren't turning to Christ. Mm. Their their hardening has freed you. And then he even goes on to a hymn of praise. Um, and where it says, oh, the depths of the riches, both for the wisdom and knowledge of God, you know. Because even in verse 28, he says, regarding the gospel, they are enemies for your advantage. The fact that your enemies has, has led to you knowing Christ in a way, right? Wow. Um, in a human perspective. And, but then he says, but regarding election, they are loved because of their forefathers, since God's gracious gifts and calling are irrevocable. Essentially, God's going to keep his promise to Israel, his covenant. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh -huh. um, that does not mean that every Jewish person is going to be saved. We're talking about the country. He made promises to the country, and then we have you know all humans have to respond to the new covenant. Hope I'm not rambling. I just tried no, to fit man. this in that's really, really quick. Good. So I like it. Great it questions. All awesome. right, that's it, man. You got anything to say? Hey, hey, all right. Thank you guys so much for watching today. Uh, if you are watching from Facebook, please like, share, comment on this post. Let people know why you're watching it. So they maybe someone new will watch it and they get to hear about Jesus. And that's the purpose of all of this. Amen. If you're watching from YouTube. <laughs> yeah. What happens if you're watching from YouTube? I want to hear. Hey, hit that subscribe button if you haven't, and hit the notification bell so uh, you'll know when we post. And if you're watching from Rumble, hey, give us a Rumble. Share the Rumble link. Why not? Spread the word. We're on Rumble. Hey, we're on Rumble. That's hey. it. Fun turn. You got anything? All righty. You know it. You love it. It is time for the old podcast stick at this point. <laughs> You know that we need reviews. Give us reviews. Give us five stars. Yeah, they're reviews. not doing it. They're not reviewing. Yeah, they, so they you guys literally are blowing it. off what he's saying. I don't understand <laughs> it. It takes two Stop seconds it. to give a five star and say, I enjoy this. Uh -huh. Yep. 
Like can, that you, helps us. They can, legitimately, you could do it right now in your car from this month. Don't be driving, but you could do it right now as you're parked or in your bed or in the kitchen. Just stop what you're doing. Uh-huh. Go and give a review real quick. Just do it. Yeah. Please. It doesn't even have to anyway. be deep. You don't even have to answer the, what your what your favorite thing is. You could just put down red. I'd, I'd, honestly, you put anything down there. Now, That's what I was we just ask you to give us a five-star review and, and drop something down that really it's helps us on the business end of things, and it will get us this podcast out there to the world. And we want to we want to talk to more people. We want to have more crazy questions. We want to get all out there. And as I always say this disclaimer, if you didn't like us, you downright hate us, you want us to go jump off a building. Well, it was nice having you. Uh, we ask you to move along, especially if you're not going to have a conversation with us. We ask you to just go on down the road and uh, keep means on walking. don't leave a bad review. Yep. Don't leave a bad review. Just keep walking. And if you want to have If they a, hate us that much, you just made them more angry. They're leaving us a review. Oh. That's <laughs> They're leaving us a review. <laughs> hey, at least it shows come that. Don't I'm come just on. Kidding. Yeah. They can go. They can go. But if you want to have a conversation and you want to and you don't like us, go ahead and drop those nice. questions down below in the uh the good old link that we uh, greatly appreciate it. We'll we'll chop it up with you even if it is kind of a snarky argument. So uh yeah. Yeah, let's <laughs> appreciate you guys. Love you. Great job today. You too. Good job, Dan. Fun turn. Air fist. Uh, and thank you guys for inviting us into your earbuds, your car, your bathroom, your kitchen, your gym, wherever you're listening. Your car. I think I said that. Your airplane, perhaps. Perhaps your canoe. Canoe. You know, your like raft. It. Your snowmobile. Wherever you're listening to us. Thank you for inviting us into your home. Yes. I really appreciate that. Keep it coming. Keep the questions coming. Great stuff. If you have asked questions, you are a part of this. You are helping people's lives. I'm telling you right now, it's a fact. We've heard it. We see it. You are blessing people just by asking. Um, and thank you for partnering with us. Everything they said, we make a joke about it, but the shares, the reviews, all that is literally a direct way to help us. If you mm-hmm. want to help us financially, please consider it. You can do that nonprofit. So it's all going into keeping the show going. You That's can right. go to www.theremnant.live slash real-talk Boom. slash give. forgot to add that. Oh, yeah, There's no is. boom in it. I don't know why I said that. www.theremnant.live slash give. There you go. That's it. www.theremnant.live slash give. Go down to the drop. Use the drop down box. Go down to Real Talk, and you can leave your tax deductible whatever thing. So that's it. Have a great day. We love you guys so much. And God bless.